Attend while in high school. Jumpstart your career. Your high tech training starts here. Van Buren Tech, your career, your future, your life. The Breakfast Club on WCSY FM South Haven is paid for by Enterprises LLC. Welcome to The Breakfast Club on Super Hits 103.7 Cozy FM. Highlighting what's good every Friday morning as experts, organizations, and event planners focus on the positive and relevant ways to experience hope. Teresa Getman, Rosalie Placati, and Paul Leyendecker are your hosts on Cozy and the podcast at WCSY.com. The Breakfast Club is sponsored by Whiteford Wealth Management in South Haven. Let them help you build wealth at WhitefordWealth.com. The South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph Banking Centers of Sturgis Bank and Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation for a different chiropractic experience. VassarChiropractic.com. Now, today's Breakfast Club on Cozy. Well, good Friday morning. I'm Paul Ann Decker with Teresa Argetman and Rosalie Placati. The holiday season is officially underway. It's a time to celebrate not just the reason for the season, but also those close to us and those who have made such a huge difference in so many lives. We have two of those people with us this morning, and Rosalie will introduce us to our first guest. Well, thank you, Paul. It was very easy, I think, to pick our first guest. Um, Mary Whiteford has been a state representative for Allegan County for, gosh, over seven years or seven years. And um, the things that she accomplished, um, other than (laughs) uh, uh, surviving politics, (laughs) is she got some really important work done. And I, I think no matter where you are on the spectrum of anything you believe in, You've always got to recognize the good work that gets done. So we're very, very pleased to uh, have Mary on our show today. Hi, Mary. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Rosalie. Hi. Um, you know, watching Mary and I have known each other for, gosh, 25 years, I think, at least back from our old hometowns and um, always very dedicated to family. And um, you really you jumped right in got appointed to some important committees and really started the hard work. Why don't you tell us about it, Mary? Yeah. So, you know, as a background, I'm a country girl. I'm a mom. I'm a grandma. I've been married for almost 36 years to my husband. And what I found in this world of politics is um, you have to start with your heart. You have to start with your why. Um, what are people really facing? And from my huge family, and then I knocked on almost 10,000 doors to understand the needs of my community. I found out where people were really um, suffering and where their challenges were. And it wasn't roads. It wasn't gas. It wasn't paychecks. It was their family. And a lot of it was mental health struggles. It was addiction. It was people having nowhere to go to get their mental health help. And many of them start self-medicating. And so I decided, and I white papered this, I'm like, you know what? There's no fairy dust. I need to have, I need to come up with solutions ahead of time and work towards them instead of reacting as so many people do in politics. Uh, So I just took my own personal experiences and people from my community And I put together some ideas for investments, for bills, even a hotline where anybody can call and find out somebody, even local, who can help them through their challenges 
because I sure didn't know when I was trying to find help for someone. So I took that passion and I kept it real and I exposed my vulnerabilities and the vulnerabilities of people instead of being this tough woman, which, you know, I'm, I'm real and, and make those connections with my colleagues. I tell you, the House of Representatives is 110 type A personalities. They all worked hard. <laughs> they all think they know everything. And I had to convince at least a majority to support me. And that was after committee and the Speaker of the House. And then I had to convince 38 type double A personalities in the Senate <laughs> to support me. And then, of course, you've got the chief executive, the governor, who's yeah. like, quadruple a right, right. <laughs> but when I when I just was passionate and kept it real in my why people are like oh okay I mean I don't want to disappoint Mary because she's really she's going to start crying if I don't say yes right <laughs> but not everybody said yes of course but for the most part I had super majorities of support <clears throat> for every one of my bills even the hotline and and the biggest thing I pushed back against that hotline and what I tried to do is people said well nobody's done it before I'm like, well, why not us? And they're like, well, how are you going to afford it? How are we going to be able to have the money to do this? And I convinced the chair of appropriations to set aside $3 million, which was a big deal. She took such a leap of faith to support my efforts because you can have the policy and then they say, oh, but there's no money for the departments to do it. And you can't get one without the other. And somebody had to go to bat for me and it was over and over. But then I would always go to bat for them because I knew what they did to help my community and the most vulnerable of our state. So it's, it's a lot of that. It's keeping real, keeping your heart in it and have, have a plan and have real, real potential for um, policy change. Well, you know, those unfunded mandates, they're, they're useless, right? You can go in there and put something out there and if it's not funded and it's, and it's almost like this was waiting for you because you know, I, I love, I, I, I appreciated your, uh, the way you put it out there doing a white paper first, what was needed. And it was obviously very needed because some of these things were not in place seven years ago. And to be able to work across the aisle to, to get these things not only in place, but funded again, kudos and thank you. Cause I think you're right. Um, Mental health is is just a huge uh, obstacle. I don't even know what the right word is, a huge. And it's so hard because I remember having this one father reach out. All these people across the state reached out about this dad who had his foster, his adopted kid who was formerly foster care in an emergency room for a month. Mm -hmm. And so I got involved and I got people connected and I got him a bed within 12 hours in a psych unit. And then I, I invited the dad to come speak to my committee and talk about what the challenges were. And I said, I am so sorry that you're in the situation now, but we have my crisis stabilization unit um, legislation signed into law and being incorporated. I've got the hotline signed into law being incorporated. I've got the ability to get more imp, um, nurse practitioners and other doctors in the psychiatric field involved. But you know what? With 10 million people you can't get it done in 24 hours. It takes years. Mm -hmm. And so I've got all this whole barge started, right? Because I was just really patient and consistent so that in the next five years, then we'll really see the results, but you can't just fix things in a day. And that's what's most frustrating for people. I've even had people say, well, Mary, you didn't accomplish anything to help the community. Nothing's better. I'm like, oh my God. I have no idea that things are started. 
Because right. just right. even having a licensing structure is a massive project for the department to do. And sitting down on Zoom and negotiating this with all the huge stakeholders to be able to have these crisis units across the state. I mean, it, it took a lot, a lot of passion and love. And I'm just so blessed to have this opportunity because God only gives you one chance sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's where my mm-hmm. faith and my family comes together is that you need to do as much as you can while you're there and be patient, be consistent. Um, and you have to start with hearts, changing the hearts to be able to affect the mind. Well, and I'm, I'm just so glad you stepped. It, it worked beyond the politics of it all. You know what I mean? It was a, it was the right thing to do at the right time and people pay attention and do your job. So again, um, I think that's really, really amazing. Um, can I Teresa. just say, <laughs> I haven't said anything, but, uh, I'm cheering you on always because, you know, you're like a sister to me. Yeah, yeah and, you are. And I um, I don't know if our audience caught that before you took office, these things did not exist in our mm-hmm. state. So this is huge. What you have done for the most vulnerable of our committee, of, of our community is priceless. And I can't say thank you enough. I think some people might not realize your background is also not only are you passionate, but you're very educated in this field as an RN um, for how many years? Um, since I was 21. <laughs> okay, never mind. Yeah. Just a few. We'll do the math. A few years. She's been an RN. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, and it was just... at a children's hospital in Chicago. So it was inner city pediatrics and primarily in the emergency room. And and I got to say, we have a great community with a lot of people doing a lot of things. But when Rosalie said Mary Whiteford, I was like, absolutely. Because the milestone, what you started and how it's grown and how it's going to continue to grow. People down the line will get credit and you don't care. You just want to know that it's started and our people are our most vulnerable are getting help thank you so much mary yeah you're welcome thank you so much Teresa. and you've always had my back since this is the very beginning both of you you've just some of my best friends rosalie and Teresa. thank you you know um let's talk about the national suicide hotline um we just want to make sure what people can get access to i mean it breaks mm-hmm. all of our hearts when we hear of a young person that um successfully uh completed suicide. Um, it's heartbreaking just beyond. So talk about that a little bit because it's, it's really important people to remember. So going back about four or five years, I thought of this idea and I remember saying to my mom, mom, what if there's a phone number to call that anybody can call and find a connection wherever it is, whether it's a police officer calling to find out where to take a patient, a mom or dad trying to find help for their kid, Um, anything, even a psych nurse or an emergency room nurse trying to find a psych bed across the state. What if there's one hub for all of that? And she goes, yes. And I'm like, okay, mom, here we go. Uh, And so I just had to convince so many people. I talked to people all over the country to do this. So as this was coming together, and I had some people in the Department of Health and Human Services who totally believed in my goal, who worked so hard to make this happen. So as this was coming along and being incorporated, then the feds said, hey, every state in the country has to have the national suicide hotline available to their communities by this past summer. It was in July. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, 
this was all set up ahead of time, segueing directly into 988, um, which is what the Michigan Crisis and Access Line is going to be accessed through 988. We're actually the most poised state in the nation to be able to take advantage of this. And I tell you, it's by the grace of God. Um, I've, I've spoken in Washington, D.C., and in Indiana, several other states about how we how this all segued perfectly into 988. And they're like, what's your legislation? Well, we want to do that, too, in our states. But I tell you, it's the grace of God. So anyone can call 988 and be connected to um, someone who will answer them. And you could text. You can go through um, uh, messages through the Internet and talk to a professional and find the right way to go. Um, whether it's the worst of the worst to mild things where you, it, it's just weighing on your heart that your loved one's struggling, where are you going to go? Um, and that's where my experience was. It just weighed on my heart that somebody I loved was suffering, but I didn't know what to do. I could have called this number and had somebody here in South Haven who could help. And I yeah. didn't even know yeah. it, but these small providers of support, a behavioral health support, they don't have the huge budgets to do massive advertising campaigns. Right. And so right. this just automatically makes those connections and everybody gets that opportunity. And the more business there is, there's going to be more professionals. Did you right. know psychiatric nurse practitioners, which I've been supporting because they're good mid-level providers, it's become the cool career because oh, I set good. up several grants at nice. Wayne State and Michigan State so that they can um, help give grants to these students to go through and get their psychiatric nurse practitioners. Seriously, there's a waiting list. That's awesome. uh, so, yes, you got to love it. When somebody feels like they, you're, they're needed, they're going to do it. Even my nephew, who's a veteran, he saw how important it is for mental health support, and he found out he could get a job. He's going into it. Yeah. But, you know, it's all, you know, it's not fairy dust. It's just all of it. You have to have the need, then you have to have the desire and the funding, which I got to help work on the funding, uh, sharing the DHHS budget for the past four years. Well, in believe it or not, Mary, we're at the end of our interview. Um, <laughs> if people want to contact you, um, how can they do that? Yes. Yeah, so I'm only a state rep for a few more weeks. So, you know what? Call me on my cell phone. If you're having struggles, having trouble finding a psych bed for somebody that you love, whether it's a child or an adult, call me because I've got connections all over the state. And I'm going to give you my cell number. You can call or text. It's 269-221-0101. And I live right here in South Haven. You can even stop by our office on 404 Broadway and leave me a note because I have a box there, right? I, I bet you um, do. Anything I can do to help my community, I will do whatever it takes. Did you hear yeah. that? She gave her cell number. She's true blue. And there's a 988 that you can call. And you can also message her, chat online, and text. So you don't have to be speaking. So it's for everyone. If you need it, call it, please. Yeah. And save a life. Thank you so much, Mary. You're here. Yeah. Mary, thank, thank you. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Did you know you can reach out to us with ideas and comments? Email The Breakfast Club at WCSY.com. All together, no spaces. The Breakfast Club at WCSY.com. We'll be back in two minutes. The South Haven Bangor and St. Joseph Banking Centers, a division of Sturgis Bank, believes in community. That's why they're proud to sponsor the new Breakfast Club, Friday mornings at 830 on Cozy FM. At the South Haven Bangor St. Joseph Banking Centers, it's people that make the difference. People that can help you build or expand your business. 
stop at any of their branch locations in South Haven, Bangor, or St. Joseph. Or visit SturgisBank.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation, downtown South Haven, works to get you out of pain, back to doing the things you love, and avoid invasive procedures. Dr. Vassar believes that working together with you to achieve your goals is one of the most fulfilling experiences. For a different chiropractic experience, learn more and make an appointment at VassarChiropractic.com. Proud sponsors of The Breakfast Club on Cozy FM. Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation, 330 Kalamazoo, downtown South Haven. This is The Breakfast Club on Super Hits, 103.7 Cozy FM. Highlighting what's good. The Breakfast Club on Cozy is sponsored by Whiteford Wealth Management in South Haven. Let them help you build wealth at whitefordwealth.com. The South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph Banking Centers of Sturgis Bank and Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation for a different chiropractic experience. VassarChiropractic.com. And now back to The Breakfast Club on Cozy. Thank you for listening to our show on Cozy FM every Friday morning at 8.30, streaming and podcast at WCSY.com. Just click where you see shows and The Breakfast Club. I'm Paul Ann Becker with Rosalie Placati and Teresa Argetman, all set for part two of today's celebratory Breakfast Club. Tell them and, why, Teresa. And celebrate we shall. Now, I'm just going to say this. I saw you kiss her. Uh-oh. <laughs> that was my first yes. on-stage kiss as yes, directed, and, and Tracy will remember this, by our dear friend, uh, now past, um, Mama Milk. And she was, uh, she was an amazing lady. And so if you know Mama Nook, and she's a legend in our town as theater, just guru, then you probably know Tracy Davis Feldkamp. She's the vice president of productions for Our Town Players and the director of the children's production, The Hobbit. And she is with us this morning. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning. Good morning. It is so good. I am also... Go ahead. I was going to say, I'm also at the high school, and, and there there may be voices walking back and forth, but I think we're going to be okay here, so... That's because you're practicing and you're in rehearsal. Yeah. Yes. That's right. How are the rehearsals going? Um, it's early stages. The kids are just getting their blocking and trying to uh, to grasp what is going to be happening. You know, this is the the um, this is before sets are built. This is before costumes and props are there. So they have to use a lot of imagination. Oh, so this is early. This is early stages. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, Tracy, there's a rumor that um, is this your last production or last something last year? You know, it is my it is my last year doing the um, the 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 children's production. It's it for, well, I am here four days a week. From the end of November to the second week of February, and it is a big commitment. And I think while I'm still uh, young at heart and able to to pass some of the brain trust that that one acquires for, from doing something for so long, that it's the time to pass the torch. You know. Well, tell us. What is involved with our town players? What all do you do? Because I'm kind of out of the loop now. 
that I don't work in, you know, youth services. So tell us, what is our town players about and what are they doing? Well, one of the things that is the mainstay of our town players is work with children. Um, our bylaws mandate that we have um, an educational arm. And that is something I've taken very seriously. Uh, we, we provide scholarships. We provide learning opportunities. Um, when we had a larger uh, volunteer uh, base to work from, we even went in, into schools and taught drum, drama, short little drama uh, seminars. Uh, but we are all about teaching the, the craft of, of theater and giving kids the opportunity to perform. It, there's nothing like it. I'm sure I can hear an amen from Paul, right? <laughs> you know, and our town players has always been that way. I mean, my kids came up through our town players and, and they're, you know, they're friends who went on to high school productions, who went on to, to other productions. And it all starts with OTP, you know, and, and what an amazing thing, because, you know, in my case, our whole family, you know, was in uh, um, was in the Music Man, and uh, and, 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 most, and ours too. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. So it was such a a, a great opportunity. Uh, Tracy, I'm curious, how many plays have you been in? I have been. Oh boy, I haven't counted those up. I've been involved for 28 years um, now, and some of those years I did multiple plays. So. Ooh, I know I've done tw- I've directed twenty children's shows, um, wow. and yeah, yeah, lots, lots and lots. We're old, you know. No. <laughs> we are not. This is, <laughs> not. You know, this is a funny. This is a funny story about. Um, I'm thinking now. It's eight years ago. I got a I got a call from a young woman that I remembered, uh, and I, I'm I'm going through my mind, and I'm thinking. Um, Oh boy, she's she's older. She must be in her first year of college. And her question to me was, "What was the lowest age of children that could audition?" And I said, "Oh, in my head, she must be bringing a one of one of her sisters or brothers or she, well, she was in her thirties and she was bringing her children." So I guess I um I've been at it for a minute, you know. <laughs> well, here, here's a perfect example. Twenty five years ago. There was a young lady who was stage manager for the Music Men. That young lady has been involved with our town players ever since and is now our city manager, Kate Hosier. So cool. Isn't that so cool? <laughs> and, it's really and, amazing. And, and, her we job get, is no act. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, we, we, um, in order to to um, I, I, to award the scholarships, we ask the participants to prepare a written essay on what theater has meant for them, or how that what impact it has had on their lives. Knowing that all of these kids aren't going to be in theater the rest of their lives, but but we learn so many skills in the theater. We learn so many skills. And I am often brought to tears when I hear these kids talk about how the theater has helped them realize 
that they really are courageous and that things can happen mm-hmm. in front of people and they can find their way to wholeness, you know, to, to, um, and, and that they can do that with the help of the community around them, which at that point is the cast. What, how, how much better is that? Uh, we've had kids say that they they feel so much more prepared for presentations at school at the collegiate level uh, that they feel like they can uh, present themselves with clarity and uh, and with a pride and a and a poise and that's what it's all about. So Tracy is. Theater education in our community, is that just free? I mean, do we just have, are we rolling in the dough here? Well, we are not rolling in the, in the dough. Um, we have been able uh, to, to um, our town players uh, have been able through uh, community support and through ticket sales to fund our next productions. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's kind right. of a, 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 it's sustainable. Um, one of the, one of the, the hopes and, and dreams of our theater for so many years has been to have our own home. That is out of reach at this time. But the middle school does not have a drama, a strong drama component. And so we fill that whole of the elementary and middle school theater. Uh, The high school has a a strong program and the kids kind of matriculate into that. Uh, But our funding virtually comes from uh, the support of the community through sponsorships and ticket sales. Now, I've heard you say that theater is a safe place where kids can learn about themselves. Yep. Yep. That is really true. Um, The, um, first of all, I believe that kids in the arts, whether it be the music or the, or the visual arts or the, the theater, the performing arts, they are special kids. They are the cream of the crop. And for however it works out, that crowd usually is willing to be uh, or to at least examine all of their quirky little things and try to uh, understand that they are gifts and they're not to be anything to be ashamed of or to hide from, that they can all work into a real tool for them in life and we just we have not I think over the years maybe we've had one situation where I had to ask a child to to leave because he just it was a first time situation and we you know a couple of 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 untoward things were done and the kids even you know they said well we're sorry did you want to stay and he thought it was too much you know that kind of thing but for the most part these kids surround each other with support they help each other learn lines they help each other on stage they um it's just a remarkable thing to be a part of really and they create long time friendships oh yeah this is a this is a funny story one of the parents um says she she really loves to be a part of the productions because the um she, she chooses all of the babysitters that she needs for life from this great group. Of kids. 
pet is priceless. <laughs> so that's, that's an unintended consequence right there. But yes. A nice yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But you get a, a bird's eye view at some of the best kids in the community, you know? Well, Tracy, we're, we're coming up to kind of the end of our conversation, and we were so pleased to have you um, on this this month where we're celebrating people and their accomplishments and what they've given to the community. So thank you. Um, you know, if you if you wanted to impart some wisdom to any of our listeners, either for themselves or for their children, what would you say? Oh, my gosh. Play. You know, play doesn't have to be on the stage. Play is pretend and imagining and dreaming. And boy, if we can encourage that in each other, that's that's where all mm. kinds of brilliance is born. That's where that's where we expand. That's where we become as well, they can certainly wait a minute, wait a minute. Can you start it again? Yes, they can. They can go well, not you, on. Not you, Hold on, Hold just on. a moment. Okay. I think you, I think we can do. You still have permission. You're muted and cameras. Yeah. I think we can just pick up and go on. It's still recording. Okay. Okay. So, okay. I don't know what happened. Well, Tracy, you were imparting your wisdom about play and the freedom and the imagination, and then I had asked you how can people find out more. So if you can kind of conclude with that. Sure. Um, they can go to our website. It is ourtownplayers.org, and they will get information there. Also, we have an Instagram uh, social media platform and a Facebook page. Uh, it would be wonderful to have new faces and for all of you to come and enjoy this production. Um, we we are so excited about it. It's it's one that the children have wanted to do for a number of years. So yes. we're working away. Tracy, I'm going to quote you here at the end. I love what you wrote. Theater is a safe place where kids can learn about themselves, how to use their voices, bodies, minds, and hearts to tell important stories. I always say it is the greatest team sport of all. I love that. Thank you so here, much. Here, here. Ah, you are welcome, guys. Thanks for this time. Thank you, dear. As we all say, break a leg. All right. Love you guys. Bye. You Bye-bye. Hey, we love it when you share ideas and comments with us. Email the Breakfast Club at WCSY.com. One long word, no spaces, the Breakfast Club at WCSY.com. Find the podcasts of the shows there as well. And for more inspiration from Teresa R. Getman, visit EnterprisesLLC.com. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Breakfast Club, highlighting what's good every Friday morning at 8.30 as experts, organizations, and event planners focus on the positive and relevant ways to experience hope. The Breakfast Club on Cozy is sponsored by Whiteford Wealth Management in South Haven. Let them help you build wealth at whitefordwealth.com. The South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph Banking Centers of Sturgis Bank and Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation for a different chiropractic experience. VassarChiropractic.com. Join us again next Friday at 8.30 for The Breakfast Club on Super Hits 103.7 Cozy FM. Find a podcast of today's show at WCSY.com.
The South Haven Bangor and St. Joseph Banking Centers, a division of Sturgis Bank, believes in community. That's why they're proud to sponsor the new Breakfast Club, Friday mornings at 8.30 on Cozy FM. At the South Haven Bangor St. Joseph Banking Centers, it's people that make the difference. People that can help you build or expand your business. Stop at any of their branch locations in South Haven, Bangor, St. Joseph, or visit SturgisBank.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. At Whiteford Wealth Management, they have the pleasure of serving clients in nearly half of the country from their beloved South Haven. Rest assured, with Whiteford Wealth Management, you will always get simple, candid advice based on the wealth of knowledge and experience in tax, legal, and investments. Clients trust Whiteford Wealth Management with their life savings, and they earn that trust by recommending products that they use themselves. Whiteford Wealth Management. Let them help you build wealth. Whitefordwealth.com. Proud sponsors of The Breakfast Club on Cozy. The Breakfast Club on WCSY-FM South Haven is paid for by Enterprises, LLC.